following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday on the Huge Show, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and the chase for the NBA title is in full swing mode. And there's a huge offer for new customers right now who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, and those new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Just download the Draft. DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Good afternoon, Michigan. Welcome to the HUGE Show. Those of you who've been around for a while know who this is and know why this song that's playing us in is so important. This is Jeff Risden. I am subbing for Bill today. The huge one is out, uh, hopefully hitting some golf balls around uh, before the rain comes this afternoon. It's, uh, it's good to be in with you and uh, lead in with Coheed and Cambry because you can never go wrong with a great band like that. Oh, yes. It's fun to be back here in the spacious studios of 96.1 The Game in Grand Rapids. And wherever you're tuning in around the state, thanks for joining in. Uh, special shout-out to those of you listening on Holland's hometown station, 99.7 in Holland. Tulip time out there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about tulip time later on in the show because uh, I had something that was just magnificent happen to me there last night, and uh, i got to share that, and y'all will love that. But this is a sports show, so we're going to talk some sports, and we are going to talk... I know you all know me from the Lions as the managing editor of the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire and, you know, talking on the Detroit Lions podcast all the time. But the NBA has to lead the show today with what happened this past weekend and specifically yesterday. A couple of just fantastic NBA games. And I, I did get the chance to watch most of it and uh, grateful for that. First off, James Harden, Philadelphia 76ers, comes back. This is how you respond. This is how you prove that you're a star. He had two just really rotten games. Boston won both those games. Yesterday, it looked like it might be more of the same, but down the stretch, James Harden did what James Harden does. Got them a win, hit the key three from the corner, was the chief protagonist of the, the entire afternoon, and uh, we, we got ourselves a series in Philadelphia and Boston again. It's a fantastic series. Look, I don't like either team. I'll be straight. I'm, I kind of root for both of them to lose more than, than I want them to win. But just this series, it, it's been must-watch basketball, must-watch must TV. And uh, i gotta got to do this real quick. The end of that game, where the Boston Celtics have like 10 seconds left to, to, to score the winning basket, they're down by one. And instead of like attacking... Jason Tatum stands there with the ball, like stagnant, nobody moving for like six seconds. And then they rush it, and, you know, Marcus Smart gets the shot off, but it's after the buzzer. Like, y'all could have prevented that. Y'all could have gone and tried to win. You know, maybe speed things up a little bit. Ah, it's frustrating like that, but it was a great game. Then you get into Phoenix and Denver, and the owner of the Phoenix Suns getting involved in the game, sitting courtside, getting into a. Wasn't really an altercation with Nikola Jokic, but it was it was enough that 
Jokic got teed up for making contact with him. Somewhat forcible contact, although I think uh, that probably got overblown. It was a great flop by, by Matt Eshbia, the Suns owner. Just a very strange situation. But again, another fantastic game. Devin Booker um, ascending to the, the throne of, of being the leader of the, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, KD, you know, basically playing off of him yesterday instead of the, the, the other way around. It, it's been a fantastic NBA playoffs. Look, I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Most of you listening are Detroit Pistons fans, and, and we don't have much to, to root for in this anymore. Um, we we're waiting for the draft lottery. And, uh, by the way, we are going to talk later on in the show with Kellen Voss from the Amazing Brew. Good old friend of mine. He's going to talk to us about, uh, some Michigan players that are headed to the NBA and also guys that are, no longer in the Wolverine program, but aren't in the NBA yet. So uh, we'll catch up with Kellen at the 4 o'clock hour. 5 o'clock hour, uh, my co-host from the Detroit Lions podcast, Chris Lyons. We'll just call him Chris Lyons because that's a great nom de plume. We'll be joining us for a couple segments, and we're basically going to do our podcast on the air uh, for a couple of segments. Uh, talk Lions, talk the draft, draft value, draft strategy players that they got all, all kinds of fun stuff like that so that's going to be the five o'clock hour but uh I, i'm curious so we're so i have to set this up this is like my ninth time of doing the show by myself and we have never done calls before and i came in today and i'm like wow you know what producer brett i want to take calls today so in the next couple of segments we're going to take your calls now please please do not make me regret this people because one of the, one of my axioms that I've had is that you know I love I love sports radio I love talk radio but the callers y'all sometimes y'all can bring it down you, you can take it in the weird places and fun places but you can also take it into some just god awful places so I beseech you when you call in in the next couple of segments at eight six six eight three eight huge again eight six six eight three eight huge and we'll start taking your calls. Uh, Producer Brett will be answering the phone uh, during the breaks uh, because he can't do it right now because he's he's making sure that I don't say anything stupid or uh, lose lose my grip or hit a button because if I hit a button, they don't let me hit buttons here. Probably better that way. Yeah, so uh, bring your calls. Lions, preferably Lions, but if you want to talk about the NBA and everything that's been happening in that, that that's certainly fair game. If you want to talk about the NHL lottery that's going on tonight, uh, Look, all I know is that there's one dude who's really, really good at the top of the draft, and that's who everybody wants. I can't speak much more beyond that. Look, I love hockey. I just don't, unfortunately, have enough time to watch it. Uh, I have watched a little bit. I, I did watch some of the Devils and Canes game yesterday. Um, but, that, again, Detroit, like the, the, the sport that we're caring about now is football, and it's because of the Detroit Lions and because of where they're at. I mean, some of you probably do care about the Michigan Panthers who have now lost two games in a row at Ford Field. Which stinks. Um, that's what happens when you have a quarterback whose initials are Jay Love playing quarterback. Get used to that, Green Bay. Yeah, that's uh, Michigan Panthers, by the way. They're, Josh Love is their quarterback. Um, he's not Jordan Love, but he might be better than Jordan Love. We'll see. We'll see this fall. But we got. I'm all over the place today, Brett. You got. You, I, I need. I need. I need some reining in. I'm, I'm good. I need some some calming, some zen. It's it's a fun fun time here. Yeah. Uh, Lions, I'm, and one of the reasons why I'm all over, I just love what the Detroit Lions are doing. Look, I've covered this team for a long time. I've been a fan of this team for a very long time. I said it before. My number 20 Lions jersey is a Billy Sims one. It's not a throwback. It doesn't fit anymore. It was a youth medium. I kind of outgrew that long time ago. 
But I am as excited now about where this team is headed as I have, have ever been. And I think you should feel that way as well. With the, the draft that they got coming off the 8-2 and two finish, the, the additions that they made, the, the, the reinforcements of the secondary, it, it's very easy to be very excited about the Detroit Lions now. And you're seeing, you know, if you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook, Detroit Lions are favored to win the NFC North. Put that first banner up there in Ford Field because they've never won one. And I, it's almost like there's becoming a national backlash against the, the rising and anointing of the, the Lions. And I, I sort of get that. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm confident that this is not going to be this house of cards that falls apart. I love what I'm seeing. And one of the reasons was the draft. I was in here last week, and we talked a little bit about the draft and when it was still fresh on the mind. And now we've had a little bit of time to process what we've had. And I think the narrative is somewhat changing because there was uh, last week when I was in here with Bill. Oh, draft value. They, t- they took a running back at 12, took a linebacker at 18. Are they crazy? What are they doing? Well, I think now now we're coming to the, the realization more and more of you are. And I appreciate this. We can talk about this again in the next segment when you call in at 866-838-HUGE. But the concept of and, and this is what it boils down to me is. The NFL draft is about acquiring players that make your team better. The Lions did that. They got their starting running back or 1A running back in Jameer Gibbs, who I think is a phenomenal talent. I think he's, I think he's a definite upgrade over what DeAndre Swift offered. And with he and David Montgomery with the, the rejuvenated backfield, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch that. And it, it opens up the offense to more. Because uh, everything that, that most fans wanted DeAndre Swift to be, and he was sporadically throughout his career, Jameer Gibbs has been that guy at Alabama and was that at Georgia Tech beforehand. This is a guy that I'm very confident is going to be really, really good. Uh, if you can bet on him to be the Offensive Rookie of the Year, and you can do that, might not be a bad time to invest a you know, little, little bit of money. Not, not, you know, if you were going to buy a Powerball ticket, you you got what one in seventy six million odds at that? Put that put that you know money towards you know Jameer Gibbs being your offensive rookie of the year, and that that you're gonna have to wait on the payoff till that until when do we we vote on that in February? So you won't you won't get it for you know six nine months, but that could be your payoff. That that that's a shrewder investment than than investing in a in a lottery ticket. But the Lions they got better players, and don't focus so much on the order in which they got them. Yes, it took a running back in the first round, and that's weird. Yes, it took a middle linebacker in the first round. That's really, really weird, and a, in general, a terrible idea. And I'm not going to defend the fact that they took that, because it's not a good idea. They, they could have waited uh, a round or two and gotten somebody close to as good as Jack Campbell and would have been okay. But Jack Campbell is a great player. He's going to be good. Uh, if you watch the Iowa game film, you're going to love what this guy does. He He's... He is what so many Lions fans for so long have been clamoring for at linebacker. He's a guy who can cover in space. He can turn and run with tight end. He can come downhill and hit the run. He can snuff out the screen pass. He's smart. He breathes football um, in the way that Chris Spielman does. I don't. I got to be very careful here. Chris Spielman is my football hero. I have a a Lions jersey of his. I have an Ohio State jersey of his. I bid on didn't win a high school jersey of his. Um, growing up in Northeast Ohio, he was a god to us, and I, I still view him that way. Chris Spielman, to me, is the ultimate hard-nosed NFL inside linebacker. Jack Campbell is not 
Chris Spielman, but he can fill that role about as well as anybody that's come into the league in the last couple of years can do that. And if you're if you're Detroit and you're worried about the the interior, the run defense, the middle of the field defense, they got better there because of Jack Campbell. Again, what's the point of the draft? To get players that make your team better. Not sure that there's any linebacker that they could have drafted at any point in this draft that makes their team better than what taking Jack Campbell does. Now, taking him in the first round, yeah, that's a little weird. That's that's not great value. Not gonna not gonna defend that, but I will defend the player. They couldn't have gotten another linebacker in this draft that makes them better in 2023, 2024 than what Jack Campbell does. Then you get second round. Okay, Sam Laporte, a tight end. Another one. Not crazy about taking a tight end that high. Wasn't the first round, thank God. Uh, But uh, still, it's higher than I would have expected them to take a tight end. Higher than most people thought they, they valued a tight end. But this guy's really good. Again, go back and watch Iowa last year. I I dare you to watch their offense. It was brutal. It was it was horrifying. They were they were awful. He was good enough. He actually lined up as their Wildcat quarterback. That's the kind of athlete you're getting in Sam Laporta. He is a run after the catch tight end. What was one of our big criticisms about TJ Hawkins with another Iowa tight tight end? Catches the ball, tries to leap over guys that aren't even there and falls to the ground in a crumpled tweaks his ankle and has to miss a series that that's look tj Hawkins is a very good player but that's who he was he wasn't a guy who was going to break a lot of tackles after the catch that's what that's what sam laporta does that's that's his game he's a guy that is a weapon with the ball in his hands what shamir gives a weapon with the ball in his hands they're joining amon ross st brown great weapon with the ball in his hands when we get jmo back jameson williams after the six game suspension might be the fastest weapon in the league with the ball in his hand. That's where it's going to be fun. And I think so when when everybody's talking about the draft value and that the Lions, you know, blew apart and and missed opportunities because they drafted what they did. Just remember, the point of the draft is to get your team better with better players, whether it's trading them for veterans or whatever. They did that. Mission accomplished. Now it's got to work. And that's the risk, and that's something that, that Chris and I are going to talk about in the 5 o'clock hour, and, and you can talk about it too when you call in in the next segment, next couple segments, if you wish. It's got to work. When you take a risk like that, the way Brad Holmes did in, in going against the grain and going against conventional wisdom, it a darn well better work, because if it doesn't, you have opened yourself up to massive amounts of criticism from idiots like me, smart people like Bill, and, you know, the, the general internet blogosphere, whatever you want to call it. Because if you take a running back in the first round and a linebacker in the first round and they're not great, you have made a massive mistake and nobody's going to let you forget that. One of the things that gives me confidence in the Lions is that I, I know their scouting process. I know some of their scouts. I know so, I, I know Ray Agnew, their, their VP. I know, uh, you know Chris Spielman a little bit, John Dorsey. They, these are smart, experienced men who understand that dynamic. That they, If they're doing this, they absolutely 100% have to get it right, no exception. Because if, if they get this wrong and they blew that, what, what's effectively the end of the Matthew Stafford trade, and they don't get significantly better out of it, 
they're I know they got four years left in their contracts. They're not seeing the end of those contracts if that happens. That's 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 the reality of it. Their confidence in the moves that they made gives me confidence in it because so much else of what they've done has engendered that confidence. And I'm again, I it's a risk. It's a risk worth taking. They're they're taking the path less traveled. Sometimes that's the way to go. Look at what Kansas City did, taking Patrick Mahomes. Oh, we can't take a quarterback. He, he, could, he didn't win at Texas Tech. You can't take a quarterback that didn't win in college. Like, Yeah, yeah, you can. The, the, these are risks that are worth taking at times. So I'm, I'm feeling good about that. I hope you are. I hope you're feeling that that... I don't know. The, as a Lions fan, look, we're used to we're used to being downtrodden. We're used to having the draft be our Super Bowl, um, and this year it wasn't. Like we're we're excited about the draft, like building ups. Next week, this we got, we got rookie minicamp coming this weekend. We're going to see these guys in uniforms for the first time uh, over in Allen Park. It's going to be going to be a, like they don't do much. They they go through exaggerated walkthroughs trying to learn the playbook. They're they're getting to know their teammates for the first time, really, and and it'll be fun. It's great, but. Our our Super Bowl this year is it could actually be the now you know what Brett I'm not going to say it you're looking at me like don't say it Jeff and I'm not going to say it but this is a year where it is very realistic that this team is expected to host a playoff game and win a division title and to me that's 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 worth it man and and going making the moves that they did. Trying to win this year, I'm okay with that. Normally, I'm not. Normally, I'm like, oh, we gotta, we gotta keep building because we don't have the the pieces, folks. The pieces are in place for this to happen. So, uh, again, I am Jeff Risen filling in for the huge one today. He's out, hopefully, hitting some golf balls somewhere. It is pretty nice weather, and, and I, oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't do the weather. I have to do the weather. Um, at people, who, if you're tuned in before and you know me from from other shows. Um, I went to college to be a TV weatherman. That didn't work out, but you better believe that I'm going to take the chance to read the weather when I can. So uh, we're going to look out the window. Well, I can't stick my head out the window here because the window's locked. But the first rule of weather um, is if you want to know the weather, stick your head out the window. I uh, can't do that, but right now it's overcast, glum, um, not really breezy. Looks like it's about, what is it, 64. Okay, that, that's, that's colder than I wanted it to be. Um, supposed to be a high in the low 70s by the end of the week, though. And so if you're going out to tulip time, and we're going to talk more about tulip time and my my epiphany of of food distribution last night, which we're going to get into later. Yeah, it's a great week for tulip time. Other than today, it looks like it's going to rain this afternoon, but the, the rest of the week's going to be gradually warming up, and it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Get out there for tulip time. Get out there to celebrate your mother for Mother's Day. we got Riverbank Run coming up this weekend for those of you in Grand Rapids area. It's going to be a fun week. But uh, when we come back... We're taking your calls, 866-838-HUGE. It's 866-838-4843, for those of you who don't know how to type on the phone. Call in, but please don't suck. Because I'm I'm doing this on the faith that you all will elevate the show with your calls. Don't let me down, Michigan. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. 
Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you have the chase for the NBA rings going on right now. Some unbelievable action. And they have an offer for new customers who are listening, who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up because those new customers then can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every Every day during the NBA playoffs, just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, they'll give you a bonus bet back up to the amount of your initial bet, up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. For a lot of us, music and mental health are intertwined. That's why the Collaborative Lab created Intune, a free live stream event, and you're invited. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day, so take action for your own mental health by joining us from 7 to 9 p.m. Musical performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to learn how you can join the party for free. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Take on the open road for Harley-Davidson's 120th anniversary. Saturdays in May, win a 2023 street flight. On May 27th, you can drive home a limited edition Fat Boy. It's the 120th anniversary Harley-Davidson giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code HUGESHOW for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Sir Brett knows what's up. Jeff Risen's in the house here hosting the huge show today. None of that sissy music that Bill likes. We're, we're metal today. A little Megadeth rolling in here. Thanks for that, Brett. Um, I was at war with my headphones throughout the break, so uh, I'm just happy that I can hear that because uh, uh, I, I don't know what it is. And, and Brett's looking at me like, like, what's wrong with your headphone, dude? Like, I can hear it works. It's all good. We're back. Jefferson sitting in. Bill will also be out tomorrow. Um, 
guest host TBD. Uh, but uh, it will not be me. Uh, I have uh, tulip time with my daughter. Parade time. Fun time. All of you are going out to Holland. That'll be, be a good time. So we put out the call for you all to call in. And I want to stress, this is the first time in all of the times that I've hosted that we've ever taken calls. So don't make me regret this, folks, but we have a couple callers on the line. Brett, who we got first? Uh, we've got Clint in Allegan. All right, Clint. Welcome to being the first ever caller I've taken. What do you got for me, buddy? Well, well, Rizzy, a couple of things. First off, push whatever damn buttons you want. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Second, I'm sitting here drinking a nice tall glass of Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid. All right. Um, I, I am a true blue Michigan sport team no matter what. Lions, Tigers, I grew up the era you did. Billy Sims was my first favorite. Um, but then when you talked about Spielman, I mean, he was one of my favorites. But I got the opportunity to meet Mike Singletary once. And let me tell you, the intensity of that man, no matter what he's doing, outshines Spielman, I think. You know what? I'm not going to debate that. I will bring up a really quick anecdote. He was the head coach of one of the teams at the Shrine Bowl many years ago. And in the middle of practice, instead of coaching his team, he got down and actually started doing calisthenics in the middle of practice, in the middle of the field with the, the, the action going on around him. That's how serious he is about what he's doing. That, that's my Mike, yeah. that's my Mike Singletary experience. But <laughs> go, go ahead. It is. But Marizzi, you're doing great. Keep up the good work. And I wish you were back tomorrow. Well, I would love to be back we'll tomorrow. But uh, later. Yeah. Hey, thanks for calling in, Clint. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Mike Singletary was was a very interesting experience. Uh, aside from that, uh, he used to coach San Francisco 49ers, for those of you who don't remember that. When they were not good, he preceded Jim Harbaugh there. And I knew a player who played for them very well at that time. And look, Mike Singletary is one of the axioms of great players don't necessarily make great coaches. Told you about his senior bowl thing where I actually have a picture of him in the middle of the Shrine Bowl practice laying on the ground doing like the bicycle, you know, like, you know, trying to touch your, your elbow to your knee, which I can't even do anymore because I'm too old and decrepit. But uh, that year, um, also, he lo- he was obsessed with special teams. And that. And we, when we go to these things, we don't ever want to watch special teams. But I talked to a, a 49ers player who played under him, and he said his coaching style was basically like if you're familiar with the Simpsons, you know the Rainier Wolf Castle uh, episode where they're, where, they're, where Homer is set to climb Mount Springfield, and Rainier Wolf Castle, the the actor that's lampooning Arnold Schwarzenegger, comes in and, and basically is just coaching him to do it, and but basically just yelling positive slogans at him. That's how it was explained to me that Mike Singletary's coaching style was with the Forty ers just like you do good, like okay. Wow, I mean that was that was something else. But uh, Mike Mike Singletary, yeah, you know it's it's kind of weird that, that that great players don't always make great coaches. I remember Larry Bird, great NBA player. I hated that guy as a, growing up, by the way. Uh, but I, tremendous player, like uh, one of the greatest players ever. And as a coach with the Pacers, he was like, uh, okay, like didn't didn't thrive. Isaiah Thomas, fantastic basketball player with the Pistons, one of the greatest. NBA players ever as a coach, eh, not so much. Did better as a coach than he did as an executive, but that's 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 a much longer story there. Yeah, that, it's weird how that happens though, um, and it happens it happens in every sport. You know, um, hockey. 
I was a huge Joe Sackick fan back in the day. Not a very good coach for the Avalanche. Great player, not so much on the coaching front. It's, it's weird how that happens. And I, I wonder if it's like a, a communication breakdown or something like that. But because you get like average players, like, uh, well, as an example, Dan Campbell, average player in the NFL, wasn't a, wasn't an All Pro, wasn't a Pro Bowler, just solid. You know, making the roster. You know, I think he played nine seasons in the NFL before his body gave out. Great coach. He understands these things very well. You know, Bill Cower, fantastic NFL coach, was a special teams guy for the Browns when they weren't very good in the 1980s. Never got on the field on defense. He played special teams. Phenomenal coach. You know, Dan Marino didn't want anything to do with coaching. Didn't want anything to do with other than putting his name on. The, it's it's strange how that happens. The like the average athlete winds up being the great coach, and the great athlete becomes the the average coach. Um, and I don't know. So we have. We we are here in the home of the Grand Rapids Gold. Our coach this year, Andre Miller, pretty good player. Like, really, like he had a couple of All Star seasons in the NBA. Uh, one with the Cavs, who drafted him. I think he moved on to Denver, and then also had a couple of good years there, where where he was, you know, an upper echelon, you know, All Star type player. Working his way through the coaching ranks now, I, I kind of like what I saw from him this year. I watched them, watched him handle. Look, coaching in the G League is crazy because you've got fluctuating rosters. You've got players of various motivations. Some guys are just trying to, you know, keep the dream alive. Some guys are, you know, working to get in the NBA. Some guys are down at, you know, playing out the the, the string. You know, constant flux. You know, guys called up a ten day kind of whatever. I thought Andre did a really good job of managing that. And I think I think he's got a bright coaching future ahead of him. Uh, he he's but he's one of those like he was a pretty good player. Probably make going to make a pretty good coach, and I. Would keep an eye on him going forward. Um, so Brett has just informed me that our phones dropped. <laughs> so sorry to the two of you that were on hold. Um, yeah, sorry, Joel and uh, who's the other Marcus? Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> we're working on that. We'll get our finest track engineers on that as, as good as we can. Ah, this is the fun part of the calls. This is why we don't take the calls, Brett. This is why you told me the phones were unstable. They have been, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize that it would be like. I didn't. I thought you meant like the callers would be unstable. I didn't realize that it was actually the phone lines. I know. So, well, we tried. Thanks, Clint. You might be the the only caller I ever get. Um, and if the, if so, wear that wear that crown with shame and uh, keep drinking that Honolulu blue. <laughs> oh boy! Ah, oh, this is this is the fun of of spontaneous radio. Love it. Bill's probably whacking. Uh, his nine iron to the side now, like, what's going on in my show? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> I did that inhaling. That, that's how I have to do my bill is, is talk while I'm inhaling. That's normally how you do like death metal growl, which I won't do for the, the listeners out there. Um, I can do it pretty good, though. Do a rousing rendition of cattle decapitation in here or something, but probably not. Probably not going to be on the playlist. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> fun times. <laughs> All right, let's let, let's do. You know what? We'll do it. I want to talk about this because I brought it up in the last segment. The NBA yesterday and James Harden having a great game. And then after the game, and this is something that Brett and I talked about before the show. Uh, he honored one of the Michigan State shooting victims. Uh, James Howe is his name. Uh, he, he was there in a wheelchair. Um, is paralyzed from the the terrible shooting incident that happened uh, a couple months ago, I believe it was. Yeah, to, during the NCAA tournament time, 
Uh, and James Harden did more than just like use this as like a mascot or a public relations. Like he's really gotten to know this guy and spent a lot of time with him. And after the game, you saw Harden like he he blew off the media first. He went over. Took Harden a good five minutes to take off his shiny red shoes to give them to James Howe. And like it was clear like they were talking. Like like this wasn't like the first time that he'd met him. And and that's look, athletes get a bad rap. James Harden has gotten a bad rap. Um I know that from from being the father of a Houston Rockets fan. <laughs> But this 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 sure feels sincere, man. Like th- this is a guy who's trying to do good, trying to help out somebody who's gotten a rough break in life, and I love it when athletes do that and use their the the power of their pulpit to do that. And James Harden, look, again, for all of his foibles, this sure feels great and it feels right. And I love when that happens for players. And and the fact that he's trying to shine a little bit of. You know, positive light into somebody who's just gotten some bad breaks, and, and you know it, it does relate to us with you know Michigan State with the shooting and and the. Uh, I so I will say this on Twitter. Um, I I don't do Twitter as much as I used to, and that that's good for me. But uh, there's an active shooter uh, in Houston right now at a school, and uh, if you know Lance's airline from the NFL Network, uh, is a friend of mine, personal friend of mine. I've had dinner with him a couple times. His son is at that school, and that's it's something that weighs over us all the time now. And just just pray that everything's all right, and uh, hope hopefully that nobody gets you know. I haven't followed along with it. I'm trying to you know keep my my mind on it, on other things that are you know are more pleasant. And but man, when when things happen like that, when James Harden can do something like that, that's you know it, it's 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 awful, frankly, that he has to do it. But it's good on him for doing it, and I I want to appreciate James Harden for doing that. And like he's not the only guy that's doing this, um, you know, reaching out and, and helping out and doing what he can. But uh, yeah, it's good on you, James Harden. Try, now now try taking your shoes off a little faster next time. So, I, and I say that uh, I spent the weekend in Fort Wayne with my son in a basketball tournament. Um, good job, Indy Heat Red, by the way. Um, and and also congratulations to the Michigan Unified Team. Uh, the 16U team, my son's 17U, their 16U team won the title down there at the uh, the Bill Hensley Run and Slam. Uh, a couple of players of local interest and personal interest for me, B.J. Walker from Zealand East, Cam Carroll from Boston, from, uh, Boston College, I said B.C. Byron Center, uh, he could go to Boston College someday. He's that talented. Uh, they, they got the win this weekend, so congrats to those guys. But uh, my son and my daughter, actually, who's an eighth grader, they're always the last people to have their shoes off. And then... Uh, I'm always the last parent in the parking lot. I'm always the last parent in the gym because my kids take forever to be done with their shoes and everything. So this is my my plaintive wail. Um, as since since the calls didn't work out, I'm going to call out my kids. Take your shoes off faster, guys. Get ready to go. I'm dead in there that kind of time. When we come back, we're going to talk about tulip time and my my wonderful discovery of the greatest single invention since sliced bread in the food distribution industry. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news 
press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC Equal Opportunity Employer. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Hunter Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to the huge show across Michigan. I am not Bill Simonson. Bill's enjoying a nice day off. Well-deserved day off, I might add. Man works really, really hard. He's he's an institution, folks. Appreciate him. I love the guy. Uh, hope, you're, hope you're hitting him straight today, Bill, if you're out on the golf course, and hopefully it's not getting too wet on you. I am Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions Podcast. Uh, sitting in today... And I am going to share with you something that happened to me last night. I live in Holland, where it's tulip time. And wife and daughter and I went down to tulip time last night, checking out the streets, because it's it's time to get some street food. And I'm a big street food guy. I love getting it. And I saw the most incredible thing. It it was so incredible that I had to take a picture of it and share it. And uh, I will share it again on Twitter soon, but... uh, 
one of the French fry stands, instead of having your, your typical ketchup bottle or your vinegar bottle or, or whatever, you know, you get the mess all over and, you know, people are touching it and it's, it's all weird and, you know, it just, it's, it's very difficult to, to control it. Well, this place had the innovative idea that blew my mind. They had what, for, for lack of a better word, was a cow teat full of ketchup as a distribution source. And you distribute the, you, you squirt it into a cup, basically like you're milking a cow. And it was mess free. It was so easy to control the volume of ketchup that was coming out of the spigot. It, it was incredible. It blew my mind. And I'm like, why has nobody thought of this before? It's so clean. It's so much more sanitary. It was great. I absolutely loved it. It, 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 I, I, w- I was completely taken aback by it. My, my daughter was like, Dad, what's wrong with you? Why are you freaking out about it? I'm like, it's the greatest food distribution in, in, adv- in, invention, adv- adv- whatever. I, I can't even think of it straight because it's so awesome. I, 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 please, if you're, in, if you're in Holland this weekend, checking it out. Check it. It's by, it's across from uh, from Big E's in the uh, the courtyard the courtyard by Marriott downtown. Check it out. Give them kudos. Buy their fries. It's worth it just to squeeze the ketchup out of the, the cow teat of of distribution. It's it's amazing. It's all it's it's everything that you want. So personally, I don't even like ketchup. Like I'm I'm a, I'm a straight vinegar guy. Brett, are what? you are, are you are you a ketchup guy on on your fries? Yes, you're, of course. Vinegar. Your, your f- fair what? fries need vinegar, man. What are you talking about? That's it. So, um, I uh, truth be told, my wife got the fries. So, I but I squeezed the ketchup for you. But I believe I squeezed <laughs> that ketchup for her. Like, you want more ketchup, honey? Go get more fries, please. Yeah. Can Can you order more fries? Can I, I almost volunteered to just like. Stay there and you know keep squeezing it to, to you know give give people their ketchup. Hey guys, I work here. I'm the ketchup master. Yeah, <laughs> there's a hat I would love to wear. Man, that'd be <laughs> cool. But uh, uh, my fa- so I go there. I'm a fat ball guy. Um, they call them Oli Bullies, fat balls. They're basically deep fried cream puffs, and you get your different toppings in them. Um, I'm a Bavarian. I like Bavarian cream. The strawberry is good. Chocolate. Eh. You know, um, raspberry is good, uh, but I sadly they were closed last night, so I had to I had to settle, quote unquote, settle for an elephant ear, which was very good, by the way. You can't go wrong with an elephant ear. Uh, and by the way, now you one of the the other. This is why you go to tulip time and why you go to fairs and things like that is to get the 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 new foods. They're putting the toppings that you normally put on the fat ball. On elephant ears now, like elephant ears for years and years were just cinnamon and sugar. That's all, you, or maybe powdered sugar if you were really lucky or feeling saucy. Now you can get the very cream on that. You can get your fruits. It's like a jelly donut now. It's incredible. The the I love I love where food is going, Brett. And it's not stopping anytime soon. It's not. What what if if you're going if you're going out to, to tulip time this weekend? What food are you getting for yourself? I'm a corn dog fan. Corn dog or pronto pups? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, pronto pups out by the beach. Big fan of those. Good or uh, the elephant ear. If, yeah. if I'm feeling saucy, like you said. Yeah. But so ketchup on the pronto pup? You get? Oh, of course. Mustard on that? No mustard. Just ketchup, please. Not a big mustard guy. Ah, I love mustard, man. I put mustard on it. I'm I'm actually a huge barbecue sauce guy. That's my mm-hmm. condiment of choice. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with the barbecue sauce because that goes on anything. You can put you can dip your fries in that. I wouldn't dip your elephant ear in that, but like if you got meat, like there's not a meat 
out there that I could think of. Any, well, maybe some fishes. But most meat is made better by barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. So give me, give me the 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 whatever it is the the dangling cow teat of barbecue sauce, and I'm I'm a very happy man. That's what I want for Father's Day. My wife, Julie, if you're listening. That's what I want. I want that in our kitchen. I want it hanging from like the the area over by the pantry, where I can just like squeeze out the amount of barbecue sauce that I want. I don't have to get the bottle out and tap it on the ground and open the lid or anything because you know how much trouble I have with that. And then then I'm leaving the refrigerator door open and it's dinging at me the whole time and like oh shut the door. Like no, I I can just I need that. This is what needs to happen in my kitchen. That I, I I cannot I cannot it blew my mind Brett it really did did you look on Amazon yet to see if they're sold there I have not at but, the break we'll do that yeah we will do that it, but so it was it was sort of like um like you know if you have a cat you have your cat watering thing like when you're away and you but it was like that was like the base of it and then the 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 cow teat of goodness was sticking out of the bottom of it to squeeze I'm like I can I can make that at home I got I got to try these things but that that's so when you go to Tulip Time this week, or if you're at a local fair this summer, look for that and patronize the places that give you the innovative foods like that, because they're out there doing the Lord's work and advancing the palate of America. And if you can put barbecue sauce in that, man, you're a friend of mine. Um, that, that's what I want for Father's Day. That's, that's what I want. Um, when we come back, Kellen Voss from Mason Brew talking Michigan hoops. Big bad. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday on the Huge Show, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and the chase for the NBA title is in full swing mode. And there's a huge offer for new customers right now who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, and those new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Just download the Draft. DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. All right. Welcome back to the Huge Show, Michigan. This is Jeff Risen sitting in for the huge one today. And we've been talking a lot of football, but we're going to switch now to some basketball. And we're going to call upon my old friend Kellen Voss from Maze and Brew, part of the uh, SB Nation Nation. That's not awkward to say at all. But uh, there's been a lot going on with Michigan hoops lately um, from people coming, people going, people going to the NBA. So uh, I need my friend Kellen to help me out with this. So, uh, Kellen, welcome to the huge show. Hey Jeff, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to be on. Yes. Uh, so, just a little bit of background. Uh, Kellen is a graduate of Zealand East High School and was once my son's youth basketball coach. So, uh, I, I'm happy to get you on the air and, and reminisce about that as well. But uh, let's let's talk. Look, Hunter Dickinson is no longer with the Michigan Wolverines program, and you wrote a great column for Mason Brew uh, about the impact that the NIL had on his transfer um what 
what's the basic crux of your uh, your column there, Kellen? Uh, well, thanks for thanks for reading it, Jeff, and thanks for shouting it out. I think that the basic crux of it is, um, and this has been a problem that Michigan fans are uh, painfully aware of, is that Michigan's been kind of lacking in the NIL department. You know, as we've seen the landscape of college sports change over the last few years, with certain programs embracing NIL and getting the biggest deals as possible to not only get athletes to come to their school but to keep them in school. Michigan's kind of been abrasive towards NIL. They haven't fully embraced it. Uh, Jawan Howard's had quotes about it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh certainly have quotes about it. There's progress being made in that department with Michigan. Uh, most recently, the, the program's embraced uh, Hale Impact as one of the officially sponsored uh, NIL organizations with Michigan. But, you know, if you're, if you're not willing to, to give these guys opportunities to make money while they're in college, they're going to want to leave for a place where they're going to be able to make more money. And I don't, I don't blame Hunter Dickinson at all for making that business decision for himself. Yeah, and he chose to go to Kansas, which is one of the, the big, big, big boy programs in the NIL world, uh, Kansas basketball. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask, so Kansas is obviously a basketball school. It doesn't really emphasize football all that much. Is Michigan's football different with the NIL, or is it like an entire system-wide thing where they're, you know, it's, it's not going for hockey or women's basketball or volleyball or anything like that? It's just Michigan as a whole. Are they behind, or is it specifically the basketball program? Uh, from what I can tell, it's, it's system-wide. Uh, we've been covering it uh, for, for years now in Maize and Brew. That it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an issue that's continued to affect the program, and, and it's, it's something where, you know, when you think of Michigan, when you think of leaders and best, when you think of the prestige with the program, you would think that that would come with large, a lot of NIL opportunities. And when you look at Michigan compared to the powerhouse college football programs across the nation, like Alabama, Georgia, USC, those programs, there's way more NIL opportunities at those schools than there are at Michigan. And it's a legitimate part of recruiting now to be able to um, embrace NIL. And whether you like it or not, uh, the better your NIL is at your school and the more opportunities there are for college athletes to make money off their name, image, and likeness while they're in school, the better your school is going to be at accruing talent and eventually, you know, uh, getting more and more wins in that department. So, I just, I, I, it's, it's an issue that Michigan fans have been clamoring about for a long time, and it, it's something that needs to get better at the University of Michigan. Yeah, the times are changing indeed. We're talking with Kellen Voss from Mays and Brew, uh, talking some Michigan recruiting. Um, on that front, how is there, how did you want Jawan Howard do with this year's recruiting class and his incoming freshman? Uh, I know, uh, there's some consternation about Caleb Love making some, some interesting tweets, but it sounds like he's committing. Um, is, is that their class or what are, what are we looking at coming into the Wolverine program? So coming in next year, uh, there's going to be four new players for sure coming in next season. Three out of the transfer portal, and one as a as a you know old quote unquote old school uh, freshman recruit. Uh, in terms of the transfer portal, a name the name that everybody probably knows is Caleb Love, uh, star point guard for UNC. Uh, well, it's actually a shooting guard, but uh, star guard for <laughs> UNC. Famously led UNC on that run to the national championship game, had a stellar game in the final four uh, to, to beat uh, Duke and Coach K in Coach K's final ever game at Duke, uh, and, and was, was great on that run to lead that team to a lot of success. And uh, he's, he's definitely going to be a lead contributor for Michigan this season. They've also picked up two guys who have probably fit more in the role player category with Namari Burnett out of Alabama. He's your classic, like, guard who comes off the bench, provides a lot of energy, plays a lot of defense, will get a bucket or two in transition, but isn't going to create a lot for himself offensively. Uh, Trey Jackson at the four, that's probably the biggest position in need in the program, uh, being that the four spot was a little bit of a question mark last season with Terrence Williams and Will Cheddar and sometimes Terrence Reed playing that spot. 
Trey Jackson is a guy who's played a lot of college basketball, who, who shoots the three well, uh, almost 38% from there, that can come in and, and, and give you buckets. And then the sole, uh, the sole freshman in that in their class this year is a guy by the name of George Washington III. Uh, played high school ball at Chaminade Julian in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Four-star recruit. Uh, profiles is a bit of a combo guard, I would say. Uh, I'd say he's a cross between, for Michigan fans listening, I'd say he's a cross between Eli Brooks and Muhammad Ali Abdurrahman in terms of his game. You know, he can get to the bucket. He can score at the mid-range. Plays with a lot of energy. Great defender. He could see himself getting some minutes as the year goes along, uh, but but for once, Michigan actually has some guard depth with the transfers coming in. So as much as it sucks that Michigan's losing, not just Dickinson, but a lot of contributors, Jet Howard, Kobe Bufkin, Joey Baker, uh, you're picking up a lot of solid recruits, and you got to give Jawan credit for um, being active in the transfer portal and still fill, picking up talent to fill all the spots that Michigan needed to fill this offseason. Yeah, the transfer portal is just a, a, a very different animal. And, and between that and NIL, um, it's it's changed so much, the recruiting and, and retention of players so much, even in the last five years, that, uh, you know, Juwan, I, th- I think Juwan is actually navigating it pretty well, and it sounds like you feel that way as well. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with I agree with that completely. I think that uh, you, you've seen uh, whether it, it's it's a lot like NIL when the transfer portal. You know, whether you like it or not, this is the new way of, of college basketball. This is a, this is another tool to use to recruit. This is another tool to get talented players into your program. And either you embrace it and you fully buy into the fact that hey, you're, there's going to be a lot of roster turnover year after year after year, or you you're a, you're a stick in the mud that gets left behind as a program. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen with Michigan. Um... Speaking completely non-partially, as you know, Kellen, I don't have a rooting interest in that argument. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, speaking with Kellen Voss from Mason and Brew here, uh, and you brought up uh, a couple of guys that are no longer in the Michigan program that are attempting to make the jump to the NBA. And I wonder if you could uh, enlighten me on the the general draft feel and outlook for, for guys like Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard, uh, specifically Kobe, because this is a guy that I... You and I have both watched him play in high school here in Grand Rapids. Just a tremendous talent. We saw his game really take off, I think, about midway through last season. It just felt like he took it to another level. Um, and how high is he projected to go? What what type of pro is he projecting to be? Yeah, Kobe Bufkin was probably a fan favorite with Michigan this past season. You know, he's a local kid playing at Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, he's actually the only guy that was on Michigan's roster this past year that played high school ball in the state of Michigan. So I think that's oh, wow. a little bit of connection. Yeah. Um, he and he he took off as the year went along. You know, as the uh, as as he got into Big Ten stretch, he was the guy taking shots at the end of games. He was the he was the lead guard. He was the go to guy when Michigan needed a bucket. He could shoot the three really well. He was Michigan's best driver. Uh, great finisher at the rim. Uh, great on ball defender. Six four. Great length. Transformed his body over this past off season. Got a lot stronger. Uh, believe it or not, he was actually Michigan's youngest player on this past year because he, he entered he entered Michigan a year early, and so he was the youngest player on Michigan's roster last season. And so NBA teams see that and they see all that um, all that good stuff, and they, there's very few weaknesses in his game. And I'd say he'd probably go top twenty, top twenty five in the NBA draft. I'd be shocked if he, uh, with how much he's rising up draft boards now, I'd be shocked if he falls out of the first round. Um, and then Jet Howard uh, is, is another guy that's going uh, to be on the lookout for uh, NBA-wise. He's got higher upside than Kobe because, he's he, let's face it, he's a 6'8 wing who can shoot threes, and he's the son of an NBA player. You know, those guys are always going to get picked pretty high up in the draft. You know, uh, he didn't have as much – I'd say on the court, he didn't have as many memorable moments as Kobe Bufkin did. 
But Jet Howard, when he's when he's on, he's he's incredible. That Iowa game they had earlier in the year, he scored 34 points and was going toe to toe with Chris Murray, another guy who's probably going to be a first round pick in the draft. And he's he's an incredible guy when he's on, when he's hitting shots. Uh, needs to get better defensively. Needs to get better as a rebounder. But I'd say he probably goes a little bit higher than Kobe just because of his upside. But yeah, I could see both guys getting drafted in the top 20, top 25. That's a good mark. That'll help the recruiting uh, angle, too, for the the traditional recruiters uh, who are looking for high school kids. And uh, yeah, uh, Jet Howard, it always felt like it always felt like he could have done just a little bit more at Michigan. You know, like you brought up, he, he had some great games. He absolutely did. But there was always times where it's like, man. I wish he was just a little bit better than what he is right now. Did, is, did you get that feeling watching him at all? Yeah, I think that a lot of Michigan fans got that feeling watching him. You know, it was. I think personally it was a bit of a lack of consistency with him in terms of, you know, he relies so heavily on the three-point shot that when the three-point shot's not falling, you can see his body language uh, kind of drop as the game went along. And the thing with Jet Howard is he was a below-average defender this past season. He didn't rebound a ton. So when he's not making shots, it's like, what you know? What is he doing well out there? Yeah, it's other than be, other than being Jawan's son, what's he doing well? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and um, it's similar to what Michigan fans saw with Caleb Houston last year, where it's like if Caleb Houston's on and he's making shots and he's an offensive weapon for you, then it elevates the ceiling of the Michigan team, and they can beat any team in the Big Ten, and frankly, a lot of teams across the country. But if he's off and he's not making his shots and he's shying away from the ball late in games then there's not much you know, weight to having him out there. I think that being in an NBA system and getting more spacing for him and allowing him a better opportunity to create and get, his, get up his own shot and get mid-range shots will be good for him. But at Michigan, he just he wasn't consistent. And when, it, when the moment, you know, when, when, it, when the going got tough, Michigan went to Kobe Bufkin and not him. And I think that says a lot about Jet Howard. Yeah, also says a lot about Kobe Bufkin, too. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep rooting for that young man because uh, I've watched him in high school, like I said, and I – there's a whole lot to like about Kobe Bufkin's game, and I do think it translates very well to the NBA. Yeah, for sure. uh, absolutely. So we're talking with Kellen Voss from Mason Brew. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit to a little bit more around the Big Ten. I saw that Boo Booey is headed back to Northwestern. Uh, he initially declared for the NBA draft and has now decided he's going back. Uh, is that is that something that we should be concerned about if you're a Michigan fan? Because, I mean, Northwestern, coming off of a very impressive year, that guy can really play. Is there anybody else that like is maybe waffling? Um, any Michigan people, Michigan State people that are you know applied for the draft and are like, ah, I don't know about this. Maybe I'm going to come back to school. Yeah, I'd say you know Boo Booey is, is is one of, was one of the best guards in the Big Ten. I think he was he was either first team on a lot of the the media polls and all Big Ten polls, or he was just under that. Uh, super super great kid, great score. Um, was it was the was the lead catalyst for Northwestern in a lot of ways this past season. Um, I think that, you know, it's a little early on in that process in terms of who's, who's declaring and who's not. It's hard to keep track of all of it, honestly, with how many <laughs> yeah. guys are transfer portal and all that kind of a thing. But I would say that it, it, it's, it's great that they have the opportunity to go and test themselves in, this, in the draft combine and against other pros to see not only to get a fair evaluation from teams at what their draft stock is, but to see what they can get better at. You know, Hunter Dickinson declared uh, he went he went to the draft early after his freshman year and went to the combine, and teams told him that he needed to get better as an outside shooter, he needed to get quicker on defense, and he needed to be more versatile in the post and not just have a hook shot in the post. And he got better at all of those things, and now I'd say his draft stock's a little bit higher now. Granted, he's been, he's been in college basketball for a while now, so that's going to hurt his case. But I think it's great that 
guys have this opportunity to be able to test themselves like that. And Boo Boo is, is a name that Michigan fans should know because Northwestern is yet again probably going to be one of the better teams in Big Ten when it comes to college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love that you brought up the, the little thing about Dickinson there, about how he applied and was told what he had to work on, and he did it. But the fact that he did it at the college level and not the pro level hurts his pro prospect chance. That's that that's a weird thing. Um, but but speaking from an NFL perspective, I love the fact that a guy can declare and hear like actual viable feedback from the teams that are interested in drafting him and say, "Hey, this is what we want to see you do X or Y." And they get a chance to go back and do it. And I wish the NFL would allow that. The NBA does a very good job of doing that. Uh, and Hunter Dickinson's going to benefit from that. Uh, uh, talking with Kellen Voss here from Mason Brew. Um, I, want to, I want to switch gears to football, too. Uh, I know you're a football fan, Kellen. I know yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, what's your expectation for Michigan football this year? I know I know, we're still a ways out. You know, the spring game happened, and you know, we still got all kinds of things going on. But your basic outlook for what's going to happen with Michigan football, this year, should, should we be ordering repeat, you know, national, you know, BCS tickets, not BCS. College football playoff tickets, or should we, you know, be thinking about going to the Rose Bowl? What, what where, are the, where are they at? Uh, they, you know, they're they're still at a great spot. You know, Michigan uh, saw a lot of guys drafted in the NFL draft this past weekend. Mozzie Smith, Luke Schoonmaker, a lot of uh, valuable con- contributors got drafted, but there's still a lot of talent within the program. You know, JJ McCarthy's coming into his own as a quarterback, and he's returning next season. Donovan Edwards is a touchdown machine, and uh, they they have. Uh, two years running now, they won the they've won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country. And if you've been follow, paying attention to their recruiting classes, like they 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 probably have their best crop of recruiting of, of offensive linemen coming in this next year. And so they're they're continuing to get better in those in that department. There's still a lot of talent on that defense, and it's 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 to the point now where. Um, it, it's funny that Michigan uh, Michigan basketball seems to be a little bit in the transition of, of like you know they're they're not quite going to make the tournament now and they're not as dominant as they used to be. Michigan football is as dominant as it's ever been, and these past two years of beating Ohio State, of, of getting to the Big Ten championship, of winning it, of making it to the college football playoff is is incredible that Michigan's at this spot. I think the next step now is to get to that spot, get to that big dance, and actually challenge the big boys in that dance. You know, challenge Georgia, challenge Alabama. Michigan has the talent to, 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 to challenge those guys rightfully. They just need to, to execute and, and get things done on that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. They, uh, they, were, they have built a very impressive program. And I'm, I'm proud of Jim Harbaugh for recognizing what he needed to get better at as well. Not sticking on that theme of, of, of identifying where, you're, where you need to improve. I think he's done a very good job of hiring people that um, mitigate his weaknesses and accentuate his positives. And it's, it's translated over to the team. And that offensive line, my goodness. Uh, they are they are a factory, and uh, that's they're they're going to win a lot of football games. You, I I have the epiphany. I don't know if you agree with this because you were an offensive lineman once upon a time, Kellen. I saw you play. Uh, the uh, you can you don't necessarily win games in the trenches, but if you're good in the trenches, it's going to be a lot harder to beat you to lose. Yeah. And they're 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 doing a fantastic job of doing that uh, and and stocking up on it. Uh, anybody anybody that stands out from you that might you know. We're not we're, we're not hearing much about now that might take a leap this year for for Michigan football. Uh, you know i i I'd say that you're 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 exactly right on the offensive line stuff with that. Uh, I would say that um, you know that Sharon Moore has been the offensive line coach and now he's the sole offensive coordinator for Michigan. If Jim Harbaugh ever does leave, 
uh, in the next few years or so, I'd say Sharon Moore is a shoe-in to replace him as the head coach at Michigan because of the consistency that unit has had and how good that they've been over the last few years. Uh, in terms of the offensive line that's, that's coming in, uh, there's still tons and tons of talented guys all up and down uh, that roster. Uh, you know, they lost a lot of pieces like Trevor Keegan, Zach Zinter and stuff, but, you know, a uh, lot, lot of guys graduating, but you still got uh, Giovanni Elhadi, uh, Reese Atterbury, uh, lots of guys in there. Miles Hinton, I think he might have graduated, but um, I'm not as as kept up on recruiting in terms of especially offensive line stuff. Um, but I know that we have tons of stuff about Mason Brew about about the recruiting and how the offensive lines continue to improve here at Michigan. And it's it, it's exactly right what you said. You know, you're not necessarily going to win a game because your offensive line is dominant. Win a win a title because your offensive line is dominant, but it only raises your floor as a football program when your offensive line can control the running game and control the trenches, and you can always pick up five yards, six yards, seven yards on first down, second down. Michigan's been able to do that the last few years ground and pound football and they're going to continue to do that again with all the talented recruits they have coming in awesome kellen kellen voss with uh mason brew i'm going to let you out of here on this how much honolulu Kulu, honolulu blue kool-aid easy for me to say have you been drinking as a lions fan i've been drinking quite a bit of it jeff uh i love what <laughs> they did draft. uh i don't listen to all the national analysts because just because they're go- just because their mock drafts of the lions had a bad draft doesn't mean the lions had a bad draft I love Jameer Gibbs as a guy that can pass through out of the backfield. I love Sam Laporta as a tight end that can that can slide right in as a as a weapon over the middle of the field for Jared Goff. I uh, I love I actually love uh, Broderick Martin, the kid they got out of Western Kentucky. I think he's going to be a great nose tackle for uh, the Lions. Uh, and you know I I I thought you had a really good piece last week about positional value, and it's 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 interesting to see that like yes, the, it it limits what you can do first round wise, especially with Jack Campbell and that kind of a thing. But if all those guys end up being solid starters for the Lions down the line, then I think a lot of people are going to love this this draft class for the Lions. So I, I'd say, you know, living in Metro Detroit now, the it's the the excitement for the Lions is 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 super huge. And if they come out the gate and win a few of their first few games, oh boy, it's going to be fun to go to those Lions games. Absolutely, I, I am I'm really looking forward to it. And I, uh, as I said it earlier in the show, if you're doing this sort of thing and taking the, the running back and the linebacker early. You better get the right players. I think they got the right players. I think you think they got the right players, too. Absolutely. Awesome. Kellen Voss from Mason Brew. Thanks for joining us, Kellen. It's, it's good to hear your voice. Uh, I will, I'm sure, see you at some Zealand Chicks basketball games this year. But uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, you did a great job, buddy. I will be coming back to watch Mickey play with Lane, so it'll be uh, it'll be a great time. We'll, <laughs> all right, for you now after after all those years of watching Lane and watching him grow up and stuff to to have him be you know getting get to going on visit and stuff. How does that feel for you as a dad? I tell you what, it, it's a lot of fun. We did uh, we did a camp this weekend where he did very well for himself, and uh, he's got a couple of offers now. Uh, Michigan Tech is is in the lead, but there's there's other contenders coming on. But it, it's been it's been great fun uh, watching him grow, watching him become uh, the, the young man that he is. From as a, as a former coach of his, I got to say I'm I'm proud of, of 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 everything he's done. Well, thank you so much, Kellen. That's that means yeah. a lot, and and I know your dad has been a big supporter for him too, and and stacking that team back in third grade, in the Zealand Rec League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kellen Voss making his huge show debut. Probably won't be the last time. That guy's full of great information. He's a really, really smart guy. Uh, he used to work here at Fox 17 in, in Grand Rapids for a little bit, too. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more Lions uh, and maybe more f- food distribution tips if we can. Because I, I cannot get that out of my head, Brett. It's, 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 I'm obsessed with it. But, uh, yeah, we're well, listening to The Huge Show. This is Jeff Risden filling in for Bill. We'll be back in a bit. 
from Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you have the chase for the NBA rings going on right now. Some unbelievable action. And they have an offer for new customers who are listening, who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up because those new customers then can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay ever Every day during the NBA playoffs, just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, they'll give you a bonus bet back up to the amount of your initial bet, up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle. Anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code HUGESHOW for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Now we're talking. 
Welcome back to the huge show across Michigan. The Rock Edition. Bill's out today. They put me in charge. And I'm Jeff Risen, by the way, from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions Podcast, Avowed Metalhead, and uh, producer Brett is fueling my tendencies, making me very happy. That opening riff of that Master of Puppets, I just cannot help but smile when I hear that. And it is my ringtone, by the way. So, makes me... I actually looked at my phone there and thought my mom was calling. Hi, Mom. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us here. We are live from the spacious studios of 96.1 The Game here in Grand Rapids. You're hearing us on the Michigan Sports Network. What do we have, 15, 15 stations across the state? More, more than that, don't we? 19. 19. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate that. Even though the huge one isn't here, he appreciates it, too. Uh, does a great job of uh, spreading it around. Special shout-out to those of you in Holland on Holland's hometown station, WHTC, 99.7, a.m. We'll see you all out at, at uh, Tulip Time later this week. I will uh, refrain from talking about my, my food distribution epiphany that I had this week, but it was amazing. It really was. I might order some French fries and might actually put ketchup on it just so I can squeeze it out. It was so it was so cold, Brett. I cannot. Oh, it was great. But you're not here to hear me talk about ketchup. You're here to hear me talk about the Detroit Lions and where they're going. And we talked about it a little bit with our last guest, Kellen Voss from Maze and Brew. Kellen did a fantastic job, by the way. Great information. Um, more, quite frankly, more than I expected out of Kellen um, on the basketball front. That was that was fantastic. Great job, dude. Um, I know your dad's proud of you. Um, hi, John. Good guy himself. Uh, next hour, you got a special treat for you. Um, as I'm as huge often mentions, I am part of the Detroit Lions podcast. The other part of the Detroit Lions podcast is Chris, my co-host, and he will be joining us for two segments in the next hour. So you're going to get an impromptu taste of what the Detroit Lions podcast is about in the 5 o'clock hour today. I'm excited about that. I know Chris is excited. Hopefully you all, uh, if you like us, you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And if you haven't checked us out before, you will check us out. We normally go live on Wednesday evenings, although our schedule's a little awry uh, in the next couple of months just with work and travel and sports going on um kids sports uh are um that's that's my life as a the the parent of it 11th grade son and eighth grade daughter uh who are very big into travel sports these days so uh we we gotta work these things around but uh, we're gonna do that for you and that's gonna be a lot of fun but uh, let's set that up a little bit and what's going on with the detroit lions right now we're through the draft we're through all the arguments about positional value well we're not really through those arguments we're still having those arguments but for, for, for time's sake, we're going to avoid those arguments and just talk about where the Lions are at right now and what's going on. We get our first look at them this coming weekend with the rookie minicamp. And it's the first chance for the, the rookies to come into Allen Park. Uh, for those, some might actually sign their contracts. I haven't had any contract reporting signings yet. Um, it's just formality. Nobody's going to hold out. They don't do holdouts in the NFL anymore. That's one of the good things of the last couple of CBAs. So. But you're going to get to see them in a uniform. We're going to get to see them take the field. They're going to hear Dan Campbell coaching them for the first time. You're going to hear, you know, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, you know, walking them through what he expects from them, things like that. 
they get to get out. They get to step onto the new turf, the new practice field turf, which I'm excited to see in, in Allen Park. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, they got new turf, not just at Ford Field, which the Michigan Panthers of the USFL have broken in, um, losing, by the way. They're 2-2. Two and two. They've won two games on the road. They've lost two games at home. That's, that's not the way to kick things off, but go Panthers. I'm still going to be a fan. I'm, I'm, but so rookie minicamp. I'm I'm excited to see these guys. See how big Jack Campbell is in person. See how fast Jameer Gibbs is in person. See how massive Broderick Martin, the third rounder. Kellen brought him. Kellen Voss brought him up. Broderick Martin as a third round pick. I don't think this is another one where it's a, a little bit of a head scratcher. And fans were like, "What? Like this guy wasn't in any mock drafts." I run a national draft site, DraftWire for USA Today. I didn't have film study on Broderick Martin. I'm, I'll freely admit that. I had not studied him other than writing a one-sentence note. Big mother bleeper was uh, my note on him. That, that was all I had. And I, I have actually watched some Western, Western Kentucky football since then, and I'm excited to see this guy. I think fans are going to like the, the edge that he brings to the team. He is a kneecap biter at 337 pounds, and he does not move backwards. And that's exactly what they want. He will make Jack Campbell playing behind him better. This is a guy who's going to soak up blocks. You're not going to see, and this this was one of the issues that we had last year, playing Chicago, playing any team with a mobile quarterback. Philadelphia did it very well. Philadelphia's offensive line is fantastic. Got to give that credit to them. But last year, one of the big problems was that the interior offensive linemen could get out and get free runs and block Alex Anzalone and Malcolm Rodriguez and Derek Barnes and the linebackers and get into them before they could make a play. That was a, that was a big problem, especially with the running quarterbacks and designed runs with quarterbacks. Broderick Martin's going to stop a lot of that because he's going to be there and you're not going to get past him if you're the center trying to get out and pick off that middle linebacker on, a, on an outside run or designed keeper. He's going to make life easier if if defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn ever decides to go with a spy on Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts and the mobile quarterbacks that are on their schedule. Geno Smith. Um, I mean, Sam Darnold even ran very well against the Lions last year in that Carolina game, which we all need to forget about. That was that was the anomaly game. We're not going to talk. We're not. We're never going to speak about that again. Brett, burn that game film. Do it. Thank you. So I'm I'm excited to see these guys get in their pads, get in person, and, and it's also for most of us our first chance to really talk to them in person. And uh, they always give us a little bit of a press time. Most of it's unofficial. You might not hear any like official press conference or anything, but uh, it's a good chance for us to get our feet wet with what we're dealing with from a media standpoint too. And I'm, it's always it's always fun to get to know some of the guys. Like last year. Kirby Joseph right away stood out as like, okay, we're going to like this guy. Even if he can't play, we're going to like this guy. But the fact that he can play made it even better. <laughs> Just seeing and, and Rodrigo with his smile, his his attitude, um, being willing to talk about himself candidly, like what he needed to get better at. He volunteered stuff. Most players don't do that. Uh, and I, I, I'm excited for that. So this is, this is our first chance to, to get a look at them, see what they're going to do. Then we get going, and you get a mandatory mini camp in there. Uh, that comes in late June or mid June. We get uh, that'll be our first chance to see the entire team together. So we're not going to have like Jared Goff's not going to be there this week. David Montgomery's not going to be there. Hutch probably won't be there unless he's local and just wants to pop in, but he won't be in pads or anything. 
But when we get the full team together, it's still going to be over a month away. So you got you got to hold your excitement for that. But one area of the Lions team that is going to show off this week is their media relations department. And why is that? Because the NFL makes a massive deal out of the schedule release. Yes, it's a primetime event. It's a three-hour primetime event on May 11th as scheduled where they go over and they just release the schedule for who you're going to play this year. And while that might seem pedantic, boring, pointless, and I do agree with that, the team, the NFL's social media teams have taken it on as like, this is our chance to shine. And boy, how do you do they? Oh my goodness. They do themed releases all 32 teams do it. The Lions typically are one of the best teams at doing it. Their social, their social media department, their media relations department, they do a fantastic job. They're great. They're up for an award. I'm proud that I'm, I voted for them. Um, I might have been part of the nominating process. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll just leave it there. But they do a great job, and I'm, I'm fascinated to see what creativity they put into it this year. You get all sorts of different things. You get movie themes. You get anime themes. You get... You know, the food themes. Maybe they'll do something with the, the, the cow tea distribution for, for, uh, for barbecue sauce. I don't want my, my living room. I, I don't want that. I want my living rooms because I just want to put barbecue sauce on everything. I have an illness. It's all good. So that, that's coming this week, and that is something that is worth your time. That, look, Twitter is largely a cesspool. I'm on there much less than I used to be um, for various reasons. But one of the great things about it is that you get to see – all the other social media teams from around the NFL and their schedule releases, they're fantastic. Uh, they did office linebacker one year. Great. Remember the office linebacker ad where the, you know, you're just sitting in the office and all of a sudden, you know, the linebacker comes and knocks you out of your chair. Like they have so much fun with these things. I'm, I'm very excited about that. So that's going to be your next exposure from the Lions and what you see from them. And you'll appreciate that. Please check it out. And if, if you like it, give them feedback. These guys work really hard. They don't make millions of dollars doing this. It's it's not a lucrative job. It's a it's a passion project for a lot of those those folks. Guys like Solomon and Chris and Ellen, <laughs> like they're, they're great people. Ellie, uh, they're awesome awesome people that deserve your attention on that. So we won't get the full team for another month. We won't and like training camp doesn't start until late July. We don't even have the date on that yet. But that's when we're gonna start gonna start getting the team together. And that's when the Kool-Aid is really going to flow because that's when we're going to see, oh, man, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. Could they play in the backfield together? I'm excited about that. We get to see Sam Laporta at tight end. This is a guy who played option quarterback at times for Iowa. He might be the fastest tight end coming into the league that can actually play. Um, Green Bay took a guy. So I'm going to I'm going to diverge here. I'm, I'm throwing a curveball here. I got to talk about the Green Bay Packers for a second. I don't do draft grades, but if I did do a draft grade, the Packers would probably have gone last. And let me explain. I think draft grades are about assessing the players and how they fit with the team and their potential for improving the team. And I think that the players that the Green Bay Packers took don't help their team very much. Certainly not in 2023. They took, with their first pick, number 13 overall, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. You've heard me say it before. He's Bluetooth. He plays without using his hands as a defensive lineman. He didn't start in college. I know that's not as far. I know that's an Iowa thing, but he is not any better than John Kaminsky. 
I'll say that right now. He plays basically the same role as John Kaminsky. He's not better than John Kaminsky in 2023. Might be in time. Could be. He's certainly got the athletic potential to be so, but uh, I'm not worried about that. This tight end that they took, his name is Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. He missed most of last year with an injury after starting out great. You know, he had, he had 11 catches in their first two games, got hurt. Even his, like, his agent will tell you he can't block. He is a wide receiver that's just too big and they move him into tight end, but he is, he, he can't block, he can't block me off the edge. He can't. And I, I got no, I got no juice left. Nothing. Certainly can't block John Kaminsky. We went to the Senior Bowl this year. Chris, um, who will be my guest in, in the next hour, and I went down there, and we watched Luke Musgrave. Athletic hype, certainly a very good athlete, although I will say from having seen him in person, he's not as twitchy as you would expect him to be as advertised by some of the, the draft pundits. And then they threw him the ball. Dude can't catch. Like, the if, you're a, if your job is to be a receiving specialist tight end in the NFL, you darn well better be catching the ball better than Eric Ebron. This guy ain't that. Went back and looked at at his stats from Oregon State. 22% drop rate. Let me put that in context for you. In his Lions career, Eric Ebron had a drop rate of 13%. And we all thought he was you know belonged belonged at the bottom of a trash can. Like just trash. This guy was almost double that. We saw it at the Senior Bowl. He could not make a catch with a defender anywhere near him. He dropped three on one day, one of them in the end zone um, on a perfect throw that, like, the quarterback was like, ah! I'm not worried about their draft. Really not. Then they drafted a quarterback, (laughs) Sean Clifford, out of Penn State. I guarantee you Sean Clifford didn't expect to get drafted. (laughs) Like he was, he was one of those guys that you angle for as an undrafted free agent. One of the guys that you sign like right after the draft and bring him in, and he's your number four quarterback. And his goal is to be on your practice squad and maybe starting in the XFL in twenty twenty four. Yeah, they drafted him too. Uh, I'm not at all worried about what the Packers did, and that's uh, look. I, I maybe I'm looking through Honolulu blue glasses. Um, I, that is my water bottle, as Brett will attest. As I show up, for those of you watching on local access TV, you saw it. But, man, I'm just not impressed with what the backers did in their draft. Now, Jaden Reed, props to that guy. Uh, he was our second-round pick, Michigan State wide receiver. He's going to be good. Um, if nothing else, he's going to be a very good special teams player for them. But I think he's going to be a very good fit for that team. And if Jordan Love is competent at a quarterback at all, and we will see, uh, I will reserve judgment on that until I see it. But he's he's going to be he's going to be a good player. So I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about that. But, uh, yeah, so when we come back, um, we have a little bit of a segment. We're gonna, we're, Brett, I want to give something away. Let's give something away in the next segment. Can we do that? Sounds great to me, my friend. All right. We will do that when we're back on The Huge Show. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Godsmack, live and in your face. 
Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle Box Office or eTix.com. Party hard, rock harder, Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more, and especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives and they can accommodate any group whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration that includes a little business, golf, great food and beverages just go to TullymoreGolf.com that's TullymoreGolf.com they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan less than an hour north of GR get more info at TullymoreGolf.com they say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultralight Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Did you know that child abuse is 100% preventable? 100%. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police could use your help because you have the power to make that 100% dream a reality. Start by talking with your local police department and learn how you can work together to prevent child abuse right in your own community. 100% is within our reach, and our kids are counting on us to make it happen. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We're back on The Huge Show. Guess what? We've got tickets for you. If you want to see Breaking Benjamin, Bush, and a new band called Another Day Dawns, which I just checked out in the break, and they're awesome, we have two Five packs of tickets for you. Show is next Tuesday at Van Andel Arena here in downtown Grand Rapids. We're going to take colors 10 and 12. Screw you on 11. Uh, 866-838-HUGE. Again, 866-838-HUGE. Colors 10 and 12. Get two, get a five pack of tickets to see Breaking Benjamin Bush and Another Day Dawns. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
It's a Moneyline Monday on the Huge Show, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and the chase for the NBA title is in full swing mode. And there's a huge offer for new customers right now who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, and those new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Show. Final hour on this Monday, Moneyline Monday, as the huge one calls it. Bill is out today. He's off today and tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's guest host, TBD. Uh, I'm Jeff Risden. I'm in for today. Can't do tomorrow, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure they will have capable people taking care of you tomorrow afternoon. In this hour, we got something special here. So one of the hats that I wear, uh, I am the managing editor for the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire at USA Today. But my favorite hat that I wear, my most fun hat, is that I'm a co-host of the Detroit Lions podcast. And joining us for the next couple segments here is my co-host with the Detroit Lions podcast, Mr. Chris Lyons. Chris. How are you doing, Jeff? It is good to hear your voice. It's it's strange not seeing you because normally we do this when we're, we're looking at each other on camera, but uh, we'll have to adapt and, and behold here. Chris. Yeah. It's good to hear you. Are, let's, let's, so. Are you wearing, are you wearing a hat today on Moneyline Monday? Is that what you're doing on the radio? Of course yeah. I am. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cover those glorious locks. Yeah, absolutely. We, we do what we can. So, um, this case, so this is pertinent. We're, we're basically going to do a little bit of a, what we do on our podcast here. We're just yakking back and forth. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is the NFL as a whole. And, uh, we, we get away from the Lions from time to time. And one of the things that has come out, Adam Schefter from ESPN just tweeted out that the official schedule release is this week. The NFL making news by announcing their own news, um, which is, Nobody does that better than the NFL. But it says they're going to have a Black Friday game. Games no longer are necessarily belong to a network. And this is where I want to go with you, Chris. That means that the Lions might not be on your local Fox affiliate uh, wherever you are in the state of Michigan or around the country. They might be on CBS. Maybe it'll be on the, the who knows whatever network we're going to get bidding on it. They're not locked in anymore. That's, that's something that's uh, very interesting. We might get some different announcing crews that way. Yeah, and I think that that uh, how much how welcome will that be? There's some great crews out there, and I don't want to I don't want to besmirch some of those those that are do such a great job, but um, there's so there's some pretty bad crews there as well. It's nice to see that we're going to have a bigger pool of folks to hear calling the games for us. A few more people to dislike, a lot more people to like. I think it'll be a good it's a good plan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we're we're uh, working on your cell here, Chris. You're a little fuzzy, but uh, we'll hopefully get through that at all. Um, we, we've got to talk, so we're doing a live show this coming week. But uh, last week's show, we hit on the, the draft value notion, and it's something that we're, we're trying to get past. And I just want you to state something that you said in last week's show. 
about the concept of draft value not meaning much if you're getting good players that help your team. And I've adopted that as my mantra. Um, just can you expound upon what what concept we were talking about there? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I've been I've been thinking about this a couple different ways and draft value. I mean, and, and you know, a lot of people talked about Malik Willis at two at two last year. He wound up going at the end of the third round. What was his draft value? Well, it was the end of the third round. I I, I really started to equate this like the stock market. Whatever price people are buying and selling on on the day, that's the value of that player. And how they play after that will raise and lower their stock when their next contract comes. But otherwise. There's no value except when they're on the field. And when you're building a team, if you have, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make up a story here, but you have an offensive line of all first-round number one overall picks, the best O-line in the league couldn't be improved, why would you draft, why would you draft an offensive lineman? I think you might be better off with that terrible defensive side of the ball, <laughs> picking up a guy at the best linebacker, for example, uh, at that position to fill a position of need for you and get you the value that you need. The draft value, there's there's positional value, and then there's the perceived value of the players, and then there's the actual value that the league has placed on those players. And it's it's a real interesting economy how these things are stacked. And I, I love watching it play out, but at the end of the day, whatever that draft board report is after the end of the first round, second round, and so on, that's the value of those players. Yeah, and you're not dealing with uh, like positional value. Like if you get play, the, the goal of the draft is to make your team better by player acquisitions. Did the Detroit Lions do that, Chris? Absolutely, they did. Absolutely, I, I know. A lot, even I on draft night, I scratched my head at the uh, at the Campbell pick. Uh, Jack Campbell, I was I was like a, yeah. a linebacker. Like, what's, what's going on here? But you know something? They have that position fixed for 10 years now. And, they, and, and, and they'll never have to deal with it again. They've got the number one linebacker out of the draft uh, to play that position for them. They have the, what, you know, our, our friend Emery Hunt, the number one running back in the draft, <laughs> in, in Jameer Gibbs. They continue to get these top guys at these positions, and eventually you fill all your positions with the best guy. You're going to be a darn good football team. That's the whole point. Yeah, we're talking with uh, my podcast co-host from the Detroit Lions podcast, Chris Lyons. We'll use that as his nom de guerre. Good, good choice, by the way. I like that. Um, Thank you. And uh, so you brought up, uh, we did an interview with Emery Hunt, uh, Mr. Football Game Plan. He's been on, on this huge show with me before as well. Uh, and he had Jameer Gibbs as his number one running back above Bijan Robinson from Texas, who went uh, to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight overall. But uh, one of the things that Emery stressed with with Gibbs was his ability to make explosive plays in the passing game. And this is something that we've talked about on the pod. It's something that we've talked about in our in our uh, private Slack channel. Uh, the, the, the they're not going to use him as a running back. He is a weapon, and I think limiting him as a running, calling him a running back, is, is doing a disservice to Gibbs. Hundred percent. I mean, this is again. You can you can you can tie this with the positional value conversation, in that. Did you just pick a running back? Because, oh, no, we don't pick running backs in the first round anymore in the NFL. I think you got a little more than a running back. I think you got a slot receiver, a wide receiver. you got a guy who can play in the flat. You've got a guy who is not going to see the same kind of punishment that Montgomery is going to see, for example. Montgomery is your traditional running back. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is an offensive weapon. He will play the running back position. Um, 
he will play all kinds of positions. I expect to see the ball hit his hand. And I tell you, Riz, this is one of the places where I think the, the Lions really hit a home run because when you start putting Amon Ra out there and you have Gibbs and, and Laporta, who we'll talk about, uh, J-Mo, when he gets back, I, I, you've got, you've got and, I mean, even Montgomery still in the backfield. You've got a heck of an offense out there. You've got a threat that any defense is going to have to consider multiple players and they're going to have to pick their poison on, on what they're going to do to try to defend that. 100%. And, uh, you know, we, we got Jared Goff distributing the ball. He showed at the end of last season that when he's got that plethora of weapons at his disposal, he's really good at finding the, the proper weapon to utilize on each snap. And, uh, again, we got a, bit, a little, little bit delayed gratification because, you know, J-Mo's suspended for the for six games. We haven't seen what Gibbs does yet, but I'm really excited about the idea of using Gibbs and Montgomery in the backfield together. And like you said, you know, Gibbs, Gibbs led Alabama in receptions last year. He was their leading receiver. Uh, that's a good football team down there. I mean, Bryce Young went number one overall. Uh, I think he knows how to throw the ball to a running back pretty well. <laughs> that, 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 I'm tantalized by what Ben Johnson can do with Montgomery and Gibbs in the, in the game together with Amon Ra, with JMO, even with, with Sam Laporta, who we'll talk about here in a second. But my goodness, it's an exciting time to be an offense, uh, to love the Lions offense. You know, I think we're one player away from being able to run the wishbone, Riz. <laughs> oh, give us Billy Sims. That's, uh, for, for those of you who remember Billy Sims back in the day at, at Oklahoma. Yeah. As, as I said earlier in the show, uh, my number 20 Lions jersey says Billy Sims on it. It's not a throwback. It doesn't fit anymore. I've grown a little little since 1980, <laughs> but yeah, haven't we all? Um, yeah. You brought up Laporta. This is another one where a lot of us were scratching our heads. Uh, Friday night of the draft, um, you were live on air um, getting a reaction, and, and, and uh, it was puzzling. Uh, and I, I wonder if you've had any more time that you've processed it now about how you feel about what Laporta offers the Lions. Yeah, so there was the. the I started clouding the, the Campbell pick and then Laporta. I was like, does somebody's brother work in Iowa? What's going on here, right? <laughs> and then I started thinking, well, wait a minute. We got uh, Gibbs. We've got Jamo. I mean, we've got a, a couple fellows from Alabama along the way here as well. So uh, I don't think it's as, as much the school and maybe a couple of scouts out on the table harder. I started looking and I see Laporta. I mean, he's all upside. He, he might not be the fastest tight end on the field. He can really play any any type of. He can play in line. He can play any one of those kind of those tight end spots that you have on the field. In a one on one situation, he knows he's a good route runner. Um, he's he's absolutely going to do some damage out there. And again, he's he's you know. But one of the things that he always did, and when I watched his tape, was he's a guy who when he does go down, he falls forward. Um, our previous Iowa tight end didn't usually fall forward and fell every time he caught the ball, it felt like. Um, we have a guy that can get some yardage here. That's a genuine field. And then you have, you know, Gibbs, Montgomery, St. Brown, J-Mo out there. Laporta, he is bound to be ready to grab that ball, and he can move. He can move. He can move uh, really well. I have a really good feeling about what we're going to see about Laporta in this offense and how he's going to open up options for Jared Goff on the few defenses that are going to be able to, to put up with the, the threats that we're putting on the field. 
Joined here by Chris Lyons, my co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. This is Jeff Risen sitting in for the huge show today across Michigan. Thanks for joining us, Michigan. It's a lovely afternoon. Getting to talk some Lions, and we're, we are very excited about the Detroit Lions. And let's let's stick with the tight end theme for a second, because you and I have both watched a lot of James Mitchell. Last year's fifth-round pick yeah. came on late in the season, recovered from an ACL, um, and, and he, he was the NFL's leading receiver, he caught every pass that was thrown to him last year. He had 11 uh, passes thrown his way. He caught them all. That was the highest rate in the NFL um, for people that caught all their passes. What happens with him now that Laporta is in the game? I, I think he, he continues to play. He becomes another weapon. Um, I, I'm excited to see. I mean, and, and look, we saw uh, Penay Stool play one heck of a tight end role. You know Ben Dotson wants a tight end. <laughs> I think with uh, with Mitchell Port both the field, it gives, again, so many options. And this is where, uh, you know, the word was kind of burnt a little bit in previous coaching regime, but the whole idea of multiple and multiplicity. So many weapons for Jared Goff, both in the run, the play action, the pass, in the entirety is open, and we've got a heck of an offensive line for him to play behind. This should be one of the most exciting lines offenses we've seen in a long, long time. It's I'm, I'm, Mitchell is going to be is going to be a, a piece of that. I don't know if he's going to be the lead guy, but he will definitely the field, and he will definitely um, offenses. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of. You can even see some now multiple receiving tight end looks, which is something that they just haven't been able to do, um, not successfully, anyways, in a long time. Um, red zone. So one of the things I'm, I'm I'm sitting in here for Bill, the huge one, and one of the things that he talked about before the draft was who is the guy who's like going to scare the opponent when you're in the red zone. Do you think that's Gibbs? Do you think it's Laporta? Or do you think it's going to be like the the committee and like, oh, we don't know where they're going to go, so we can't like, oh, help. Um, do you, do you, you know, do, do, what do you see on that? Yeah, I feel like Montgomery is going to eat. Especially okay. in inside the ten, I think Montgomery is going to. They're going to leverage uh, the offensive line, the power they have there, and let those guys run downhill. And Montgomery is going to find is going to find all kinds of all kinds of food down there in the end zone. He's going to eat. Um, now, now you get it further out, you know, between the ten and the twenty. I think Gibbs is a prime player. A St. Brown, of course, of course, Roman Rao. I think anywhere on the field, that's a guy that can find his way open and can find his. You know, it is interesting that he doesn't get a lot of press anymore. And when, when we signed him in Detroit, everybody's like, oh my gosh, we're getting the Bears best player. Like, this is a great thing. And now he's kind of an afterthought. And that's... That tells you what kind of weaponry that we have on the Detroit Lions offense now. And Ben Johnson, the... The, the master of puppets, for lack of a better word, and in, in pulling strings and getting guys open, using the using Jared Goff as the puppet master to get the ball out. Um, I'm 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 thrilled that this is coming out this way. Um, so one of the things that we talked about in the podcast in the past, you were adamant that Ben Johnson was not going anywhere this off season, and one of the reasons why was because of. Everything that was at its disposal, and I just want to give you credit, Chris, that you were right on this. So, if you want to take a little victory lap on that, now's a good time to do it. <laughs> oh man, I'll just say, just to stay in the theme of Master Puppets, just call his name and he'll hear you scream. Ben Johnson is the guy. I think he is so talented, so smart, and um, 
he's he, he's a guy who made a choice, and he he made a choice. You know, he could have gone and grabbed the gold ring and all that. Yeah, he, he he was offered the Carolina job for sure. Yeah, he he, he and Carolina would have been a nice place for him. It would have been a nice landing spot. It would have really uh, set him up well. But there's there's other things that play for people, right? And all kinds of people want different things in their life. And I love that Ben Johnson is is here for the long haul. There's a lot to be said for loving where you work, and he all accounts is never happier. Uh, than, than he is here with the Detroit Lions, and I hope they keep him that way because he will, for a long time, I think, be remembered as one of the bright young minds in the NFL, and 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 be able to keep evolve. I mean, we're we're playing we're playing against the you know week seventeen, uh, and he's still surprising them with plays, pulling pulling them you know out of the bag, and and, and you know they have no no idea what's coming at him. I love. The creativity that he has, and he's had another whole off season to come up with a whole lot more. This is this is going to be a and and the weapons. He's going to be just so exciting to see what he does. I I cannot wait to see this team get out there on offense. And you know, it's funny that we're we're focusing so much on the offense now. Uh, we'll talk about the defense in the next segment when we come back from a break. But uh, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the the uh, offensive line continuity um, and specifically the right guard position because one of the things that came out earlier this offseason was that the Lions every, to a man to the coaches were all talking that we kept our offensive line intact and that caused a lot of confusion because the guy who started at right guard last year was Evan Brown he's now in Seattle uh, signed as a free agent but they were talking about Big V coming back and I know I'm excited about it. I know you are a big V, big, big V fan as well. It's tough to say. Big, big V fan. I'm a huge big V fan. <laughs> On Moneyline Monday. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah. Um, do, do, are you are you optimistic that he's going to be able to to go the full time with with coming off the back? Well, he, he did he have back surgery? He had, yeah, he had back surgery. Um, one of the yeah. several lines that had back surgery last season. How confident are you that he's going to be able to be the the full time staying starter and be good this year? I feel like we're gonna we're gonna see him for somewhere twelve or more games. I, okay. I, I think Big Big V is going to be out there and play what's effectively a full season these days for offensive linemen. Um, he, he's reportedly recovering very very well. Uh, looking strong and and uh, you know we call him Hank's tanks, Hank Fraley's tanks. Um, <laughs> they are back on the field, and I'm I'm excited to finally see this group of five do it because Big V flashed when he played. Um, people were really nervous about when we signed him what he had, and he shows he has the ability. He's just got to have the availability, and I think this will be the year we get that out of him. Um, and and it'll, it'll, look, he needs to right. He needs to he, yeah, he does there and play for 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 his own for his own good. Yeah, he, uh, I think we'll see Big V at least 12 games this year. Yeah, you know, fans still hold it against him that he was signed to that big contract, but he was signed to play tackle. He's not a tackle, he's a guard. Like, yes, he's and he did take a pay cut this offseason to make it, so he's not even overpaid anymore. And the sunken cost is gone. Let's just just see what he's gotten and, you know, hope for the best with it. And uh, yeah, I like the idea of him playing on a contract. Left guard Jonah Jackson also playing for his next contract. Graham Glasgow, who's going to be their primary backup this season, um, playing on a one-year contract. That's that's not an accident, is it, Chris? Not at all. <laughs> it's it's the mo. It's the the Brad Holmes mo. That one-year prove it deal. And uh, some guys they can prove it, and they want to go somewhere else. Some guys they just 
they 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 can't get the taste of the blue Kool Aid out of their mouth. They they, they want to stay. My goodness! Imagine if they win a playoff game. How how revered the uh, Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, the offense. Like I, I'm still I'm still trying to process what will happen if we win a playoff game. And like uh, I like I don't I don't remember 1991. I was in college. I didn't didn't I didn't even get to see that game. Like, do you remember? Because you you were of more cognizant age and awareness at that point. Do you remember what it was like when they won a playoff game? Because I don't. I, I do. I, I remember. I remember celebrating and, and, and the excitement and, and not not registering as you know. It's a different time. We didn't have the internet like like we do yeah. today, right? And so you see, you, you read the paper, and that's where you and listen to the radio. Those are the two ways you got information, and it just wasn't as everywhere, and you, you didn't get the opportunity to be as you know spend so much time with it as as today. But I remember celebrating. Um, it was it was. It was a great, great time to see. And, uh, I, you know, going, it was hard because we had the bye week and then we won the playoff game and then we went to the NFC championship and lost to the, the, the whatever Washington uh, wants to be called. Yeah. 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 Um, I have to go though. I have to go to the idea of, and this is a question, you know, it's my favorite question about this, about the playoffs. If we win a playoff game, does that make Jared Goff a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford? And I love that because it really raises hackles for people. <laughs> because Goff could do what, what Matthew Stafford never did. But I think if, he, if we did go through next year and win one, I think people would be ready to admit that at that point after the run he had last year. You, know, you, you, you bring that topic up, and it's a perfect place to bring it up because this is a conversation that, that Huge and I have a lot on the air. So that that's a good one. Um, we're hitting up against a break here. Chris, can you stay with us for another segment and we can continue our little uh, podcast-a-thon on the air? I'd love to. All right. Uh, we will we will be back uh, again on the Huge Show. This is Jeff Risen, uh, joined by my pod, Detroit Lions podcast co-host, Chris. I'm really stumbling with the words here. i got to get more sleep. We'll be back in a little bit. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Man, have things changed with the Tigers' offense in the last week. Going into their series with the Mets, the Tigers' offense was last in the American League. They'd scored five runs or more just six times in 27 games. They couldn't come from behind. Now, starting with the Mets series, the Tigers have scored five runs or more in five of their last six games. They've come from behind three times to win... And they won game started by Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. It's nothing fancy. It's just working hard, sticking with the game plan, getting into games better, and embracing some of the new concept the staff has been preaching since the start of spring. There will be more ups and downs with this young lineup. But with the production of Green, Torkelson, Baez, and Haas lately, it's exciting to think about just how much better this offense could be by the end of the year. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. 
Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Take on the open road for Harley-Davidson's 120th anniversary. Saturdays in May, win a 2023 street flyer. On May 27th, you can drive home a limited edition fat boy. It's the 120th anniversary Harley-Davidson giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. music to walk around with good times welcome back to the huge show jeff risden sitting in today for bill while he's out uh you'll have another guest host in tbd tomorrow uh won't be me unfortunately i'm busy but uh you'll be in great hands nonetheless with whoever comes in whether it's eric or anthony or whoever it might be we'll see so we Continuing upon the last segment, where we're talking with my Detroit Lions podcast partner, co-host, Chris. Chris Lyons is still on the line with us. He was gracious enough to sit with us through the uh, through the break where uh, producer Brett and I were reciting striper lyrics to one another. Um, this, this is the fun things that we do on uh, behind the scenes. Um, we talked offense last time, Chris. Let's talk a little bit about the defensive additions to this football team uh, in this segment. Uh, and let's start with uh, the biggest one, um, not necessarily the first one that they got, but the biggest one, Broderick Martin. Third round, Western Kentucky, big boy. What are we getting with this yeah. guy? We're getting a lot of meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I like what I've seen from him on on the tape. Yeah, um, definitely Same here. a big guy. Obviously a guy that was here to stop the run. That Carolina game is not going to happen to the Detroit Lions again. I think that between Jack Campbell and Broderick Martin, that is the statement that they've made. Um, and I, I know we're on Martin. I got to mention Aleem McNeil. He was looking pretty buff in the in the video the Lions released here yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah, he looked, um, but, he looked like he'd shed quite a bit of poundage. Yeah. Um, but but Broderick is going to anchor, I think, that, that, that middle of that line, that interior line. And I, I like what we have. I think there's a little bit of work on balance, a little bit of work on footwork that we can get, you know, help him with. But he has all the, the core pieces, the raw bits that are, are going to be that kind of anchor in the middle that we've been looking for and that we really needed in Carolina. Yeah, and, you know, he will keep Isaiah Bugs, who, by the way, came back, graciously came back. Um, the, rotating the two of those guys in there together, look, one of the things that happened last year, and you saw it in that Carolina game, 
was that Bugs and McNeil just played too much. They just didn't have the, the yeah. functional depth behind it. So I, if worse comes worse, even if he's only playing you know fifteen to twenty snaps a game, he, he's making life better. And uh, one of the guys who's making life better for is Jack Campbell. All right, so we talked about this. Yeah. Your reaction live, um, and I did catch this because we, we, the Detroit Lions podcast, we love to do live streams. That's why we do our show normally. And Chris and uh, a couple other folks did it live and did a live reaction. And your reaction to Jack Campbell was um, equal parts astonishment and glee. And I want to lean on the glee part more than the astonishment part because we've covered the, the astonishment part enough for folks. But why, why are you so excited that Jack Campbell is on the, on the Lions? Jeff, I feel like the Lions are finally going to be able to cover the middle of the field, the tight ends that have eaten in Detroit for years. Uh, I feel like, you know, this guy can move, he can slide, he can glide, he plays the uh, zone really well. I think Jack Campbell is going to add uh, uh, something to this the, the pass defense, the short pass defense that we haven't had in years. And it's it's going to help everybody get better and then his ability to back up the line on that on that on those runs is is going to be wonderful i think i think he is a, is a really good element to add to this defense and we've got him for five years if we want at rookie prices and you get him for another probably four or five after that at least you have yourself this position taken care of with a top tier guy who and look, I'm not going to make any bold, crazy claims yet, but he has the potential to be a Spielman type of linebacker for the Lions. The Lions. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because we, we talked about that earlier in the show. Uh, he's not Chris Spielman. He's a different style of player, but his net yep. impact on what he does for Detroit could be what Chris Spielman did back in the late 80s and early 90s before uh, his unfortunate neck injury. Yeah, the, Who hasn't wanted that as a Detroit Lions fan forever? <sighs> You and I both. He's 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 my favorite lion. I mean, I love Barry Sanders. I love Billy Sims. I love all these guys. You know, Matthew Stafford was great, but deep deep down, the guy that has always been my favorite lion has been Chris Spielman, and it's it's one of the nice things to have him back on this ascension of this team. Have him be a part of it. It's just it's it's kind of a storybook. For me, just because I've always been such a fan of Spielman, and I am not a fan of that team from Ohio at all. But Chris Spielman, <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> he has crossed a chasm for me. He is—he's been a spectacular lion. I loved every snap he played in Detroit. He's—he's he's one of those guys that I have just held on to as one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, just to, to further that advance, um, I have a Chris Spielman Ohio State jersey, and I wore it once. Uh, I ran the race for the cure, and he lost his, his wife Stephanie, his first wife Stephanie, uh, to breast yep. cancer. And I was pleasantly surprised at how many Michigan fans appreciated me doing that and appreciated Chris Spielman. And uh, so that that tells you how magnanimous and how beloved he is uh, that you that I was able to experience that. But uh, imagine imagine being Chris Spielman and being back with this team and, and seeing where they're at now from from where they've been. How much? How much do you think he's is like just loving this? Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he is absolutely. I, I, I think he probably pinches himself sitting in that office every day. He's 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 such a reserved, smart guy. Yeah, but I think I think when the doors close and nobody's around, he, he just like is this for real? Oh my god! Like to be able to play there and be the local hero 
forever and so close to where he went to college, right? I mean, to be pretty that, that regional closeness and to come back after a, a broadcasting career that he was very successful in. And as I loved, I love Spielman in the, in the booth to see him come back and be able to help assemble this team. And, and you know how, you know, how I talk about leadership. We heard it from Hendon Hooker when he was interviewed. Um, he fits that mold so well. He is very much part of that, that personality of that front office. And, and it's, it's just such a humble, uh, wonderful human being that is in a position of leadership to make great decisions. It, it is truly a storybook uh, kind of uh, affair we have going on here in Allen Park. And I, and I just, I can't wait for the happy ending. Oh, don't, don't we all want the happy ending? That's that's what we're living for. Yeah, um, talking with uh, Chris, my my Detroit Lions podcast co-host. We'll call him Chris Lyons as a nom de guerre. Uh, this is, by the way, if if you haven't heard us before, this is what we do um, live once a week um, on YouTube. Check out the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, and Huge uh, has been a great supporter of us, and we thank Bill for that. And uh, uh, letting us do this on the air, basically a live version of our show, which is pretty darn sweet, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Very good. Very cool. Love yeah. You. So let's talk about the other defensive player. And this is one... I don't want to call him a, a safety because that's doing discredit. Brian Branch is a defensive back. And we you talked about Campbell and Martin and how they're going to improve the middle of the field. Brian Branch fits into that, that equation, too. The middle of the field defense got so much better with these guys. And Branch, so we signed C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who was the best free agent at the position that Branch also plays. How are they going to make that work with Branch being basically the same position, you know, the versatile, you know, hang safety star, whatever you want to call it role um, as another guy. Can they play two of them? Can they play together? What's going to happen with that? So it starts with a nickel style defense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. I, I, this is really interesting. Look, look, if you look at PFF right now, they've got Gardner Johnson as a slot corner. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to play a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, and branch back into that strong safety role. I, I this is interesting. I and you know what? A lot of people are sleeping on Jerry Jacobs. I think yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of people are going to wake up. Uh, but branch brings so much, so so much. And I, 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 in my you know what we've seen from Tracy Walker returning, he looks like he's going to be healthy and ready to go. You have Gardner Johnson who can play that kind of switch role, right? Like you talked about, and then Branch back there. The one thing we know at the safety position is injuries happen, man. And the same thing with the cornerback position. The Lions have seen this; they've felt the effects of this. They've had to, you know, Dan Campbell's first year was a patchwork. Jerry Jacobs became uh, as as well known in the NFL as he is because of the, the the level of depth that we had to dig to to find cornerbacks to play in that first year, and he proved his value. He got yes, he did. That he, he wouldn't have. And many, many other teams had it not been for those, those teams very much being, uh, putting themselves in a position uh, where you can see your players and line them up against Yeah, it was great seeing Jerry. Oh, we lost Chris there for a second. We'll try to get him back on the line, but... Uh... You know, just the the depth of quality players that we have. Like Jerry Jacobs did prove himself, and uh, Jerry is is a fan of the podcast. Um, as a full disclosure, he came to our training camp party last year and hung out and signed autographs and took pictures and was just a great guy. He hung out like he was done doing his time on the stage. He he hung around and was like chatting with fans, and it was it was great. But uh, 
Yeah, the figuring out where all the pieces go, that's uh that's Aaron Glenn's happy dilemma that he's got to deal with this season. Uh, yeah, the, look, I know I know PF he brought Chris brought up PFF. PFF is interesting because uh they they put out things that contradict their own statements sometimes, but they like as an example, they said that the Lions got more of their top 100 players in the draft than any other team, yet they also bagged on the Lions draft. Why? Because of the draft value. Well, again, the common reinforcing theme. The NFL draft is about making your team better by acquiring players. The Lions did a fantastic job of doing that. And that's uh, that's something that, that we, we got to focus upon again. Chris, we lost you there for a second, buddy. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, are, you, are you back? Are you back among the living? We have Chris among the living. Giving him an anthrax reference and he's not biting. He's not there. Okay. Well, that's that's a bummer. All right. Well, if you want more of that, we will. Uh, <laughs> Chris and I are doing a live show. Uh, we actually have to schedule it this week because uh, I'm unavailable at a normal Wednesday night time. But uh, we have a lot of fun doing that. We break things down. Um, and uh, again, the Detroit Lions podcast. Please check us out on the the old YouTube channel. Um, you find us on Twitter everywhere. But so we have a lot of fun doing that. We have a lot of great guests that come in as well. Uh, we will have offensive line coach Hank Fraley at some point in the very near future. Um, he's been scheduled. Uh, and you might hear Jerry Jacobs again. And uh, if you like Jerry Jacobs, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll do a shameless plug here. Look, I'm on the huge show. I'm going to do a plug. We we are working with Jerry Jacobs uh, on a foundation that he has. It's called the Seatbelt Gang. We have T-shirts printed up. Go to seatbeltgang.com. Uh, you can get shirts for him, and all the money goes to um, underprivileged and single mothers in the Detroit area. Jerry uh, grew up without his mom, unfortunately, um, and he's very sympathetic and um, proactively attacking uh, and trying to help out people pay and pay it forward as best as he can. He's a great guy. Uh, he's going to be competing for one of the starting outside cornerback spots this year we'll see how that plays if he plays the way he did at the end of last season he's in a good spot and it's 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 more insurance for you know emmanuel mosley's in the fold he's in the den we'll see what, he, what he, it's gonna be fun watching these camp battles um brett I'm, I'm excited to watch like there's so much more talent coming in this year like i don't know who's gonna who's gonna step like like in in past years it was like oh my god we, we're looking so one of the things i'll, I'll peel the onion back here one of the things that we have to do, we're assigned tasks, we're assigned topics as wire editors from USA Today. One of the ones that I've been assigned this week is X amount of existing free agents that can help your team. And I'm going through the list and I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking, hmm, wrote down six to start with. Well, couldn't really come up with six credible ones. So I went down to five. And uh, unfortunately, one of the five that I did have, uh, Kareem Jackson, just re-signed with, with the Denver Broncos, so he's off of it. So now I'm down to four, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm really looking at it. I'm like, and this is going to publish tomorrow, by the way, uh, at, at Lions Wire. Please check it out. But really, there's only like two guys on this list that would actually make the Lions a better football. Like, they're good. They, they have the depth of talent where they don't need to go out and sign a guy after the draft who's going to start for the team. In past years, I, I remember going back into the, the Rod Marinelli era and the early Jim Schwartz era, where they're like they're signing guys that are cut at the final roster cut down, and they're starting the next Sunday. Like a lot of them, like multiple people doing them, they're not anywhere close to that this year. Like they might they might pick up one or two players that are useful after roster cut downs, but honestly, 
the starting lineups, the starting 22, we know who those guys are going to be. We, we have a very good idea on that. So uh, thanks again for uh, for joining us, Chris. If you're out there, um, hopefully hopefully the uh, the the aliens are are listening and, and giving taking it easy on you. When we come back, we will wrap up this day's huge show. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Drew Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business, and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you have the chase for the NBA rings going on right now, some unbelievable action, and they have an offer for new customers who are listening, who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, because those new customers then can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every Every day during the NBA playoffs, just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, they'll give you a bonus bet back up to the amount of your initial bet, up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Oh, 
it's sad but true that my time here with the huge show today is ending. Thank you all for joining in for this three-hour ride uh, with me, Jeff Risden, sitting in for Bill, uh, who's out enjoying time away. Uh, tomorrow you will have a guest host, TBD, but uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank my guests today. Uh, Chris Lyons, my co-host from the Detroit Lions podcast. Sorry about the phone issues that we had with that, but uh, if you want to catch more of what we talk about, we're going live uh, probably Wednesday night this week. But uh, stay tuned, check it, uh, subscribe, and like to like the YouTube channel, and you'll find out exactly when we're coming on, uh, so I can uh, come into your ear holes uh, when, whenever you want to. So, uh, also thanks to Kellen Voss from Maize and Brew. Great information from Kellen, Zealand East Chicks' own. Uh, great breakdown on everything uh, Michigan basketball related. Uh, speaking of Zealand, Zealand Boys Club Volleyball Team. I'm headed to practice right after I leave here. Um, we got big games coming up this week. Uh, our first season has been a great blast. Thank you, everybody, for supporting that. If you're out there, come out and see us at Tulip Time and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Big. Bad. Huge.